We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Thought I needed that added one in today. <laughs> the title of my message today is In the Middle. In the Middle. Have you ever been right in the middle of something? Most of us are today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 22, 23. Romans chapter 8, verses 22 and 23 says, We know. Everybody say those two words. We know. We know. There's some things we know, right? Verse 22 says, We know. That the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan inwardly as we eagerly await for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. In this series on the glory, I've been talking about how that whenever sin occurred, man lost his glory. Creation was affected because of sin. And since that time, the earth has been groaning because it's in chaos. Restore us back to the way we were meant to be. We also in ourselves are groaning. Lord, restore us to our right position as you created us prior to sin. We want to be restored to that. The animals want to be restored to that. All of creation want Because it was awesome. God looked and saw it. And he said this is good. Today. Well, we're struggling in this life. And all of us have challenges. Right? All of us have situations that challenge us. Physically. Mentally. Spiritually. Emotionally. When we're right in the middle of going through those hard times in our lives, what do we know? What do we do? How do we act? Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 24 through 27. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit... Helps us in our weaknesses. So when we're weak, where do we go for answers? Holy Spirit. We do not know. Say those four words with me. We do not know. So the first two words were what? We know. Now, we do not know. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when we're weak, when we're in trouble, the Holy Spirit helps us. God shows up. He's already present before we get into trouble. I want you to know that. So when we're in trouble, when we have trials and challenges, we don't have to wait for God to get there. He's already there. Before you got there, he was there because he's omnipresent. I never understood. People said, well, we just don't wait on God to show up. God's already showed up. God's waiting on you to hope for what you cannot see. He's waiting on you to begin to step out in faith. He's waiting on you to know some things 
when you do not know. You see, a lot of people know a lot of things until they get in the middle of something. Then they go, well, I don't know. We do not know. So when you do not know, what do you do? The Spirit speaks what God wants to speak. And so it helps us not to speak what we want to speak. Because there's a lot of things when I'm in trouble, I feel like speaking. But in Romans 8.22 it says we know. Romans 8.26 it says we do not know. Then in Romans 8.28 it says we know. So we've got these, this wonderful in the middle passion to where we know in the beginning. We know in the end. But in the middle of it, when it's chaos and confusion, when there's a lot of fighting going on and warring in the spirit, the Bible says we do not know. We do not know what we should say or what we should do or how we should act. We don't know what we should react to in that moment. We have to depend upon the Holy Spirit who knows the mind of God because the Holy Spirit knows when we don't know. There's been a lot of times in my life when Sandy and I have gone through situations, we know that we're saved and we know that one day we're going to heaven. But right now, we don't know how this is going to turn out. We don't know what the rest of today holds, much less tomorrow. We don't know why this is happening in our lives and we don't know what it's going to bring about in our lives. So when you're in the middle of I don't know, what do you do? What decisions do you make? What words do you say? In the middle of relationship problems, all of a sudden something gets said. In the middle of it, because you don't know. In the middle of life situations, what do you do? I know this. And when I don't know how to pray, the Spirit prays through me. Because the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. How many of you would be very warmed in your heart if you could physically see Jesus kneeling at the altar right now, calling out your name in prayer? How many of you would be physically warmed in your heart and go, he's praying for me? Wouldn't that be awesome? How many of you know that though you cannot see it, that is a reality right now? When we go through stuff, we go in the middle of stuff, the Bible says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father ever interceding for us. And if he prays, don't you know he can make things happen? Because of the authority and the voice and he has the ear of the Father. There was one day to where he looked at Simon and he said, I have prayed for you because the enemy sought to sift you like wheat. Man, what would I give for Jesus to pray for me? It's already happening. Right now. 
While we're sitting here, some get distracted by things we're thinking about. We've got to do to this afternoon, tomorrow. Some may be distracted by other things. Some may be tired and go, hey, at least I made it to church on Labor Day weekend. Thank you for being here. Because I was thinking a lot less people would be here today. So I'm very encouraged. I'm very encouraged. But I want to encourage you. Because when you're right in the middle of it, the enemy brings all kinds of confusing thoughts into your mind. He tries to destroy your faith. He tries to get you distracted so that you cannot begin to rationally understand what there are in truth happening in your life. In the truth, when you're going through the I don't know phase, God knows. When you're going through the phase of I don't know what I should say, I don't know how I should react, I don't know where I should go, next God says, I know the way. I have it planned out for you. You need to listen to me. Yes. Hear my voice. My sheep know what my voice sounds like. But in the middle of a lot of white noise, it's hard to find the will of God. It is hard to say, I know with assurance this is what we should do. There's been many times in the middle of I don't know, we put off the decision. Why? We don't want to make the wrong decision. Because we can make the wrong decision based upon feelings. Based upon a reaction emotionally. Based upon something that may not be true. And man, we react and we say or do something. And it's eternally out of the will of God. It's even more of a mess. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? Listen, words are powerful all the time. Whether they're positive or negative, they're, po they're powerful all the time. The Bible tells us we're to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. The Word of God tells us that we are being transformed in this life, metamorphosed, which means we are spiritually metamorphosing into different levels of glory. That's what He tells us. We're being changed from glory to glory. In this life. When I first got saved. I had the glory of God on my life. I was anointed. Absolutely. But it was nothing like I am today. Because through the years. I have fought battles. That allowed me to grow. In my levels of glory. And in understanding. And in power and authority. I believe that. I believe as we go from one level of glory. To the next level of glory. Also, our words go from one level of authority to another level of authority. They begin to have more power. Positive or negative, whatever it is, they're powerful. We know the beginning, we know the end. It's the middle that we have trouble with. We don't know. There was a young man named David. He was out in the pastures. The prophet came to his father's house. He said, gather all your sons. He gathered them. He said, hey, wait, there's one missing. He said, yeah, well, I got a little guy. He's out in the pastures, but I'm sure you don't want to anoint him. He goes, yeah, I kind of want to look at him for just a minute. So they went and got him and brought him in. David's a young, young boy. But the prophet anoints him as king. And what happens to him? Well, he immediately goes and sits on the throne. No. He's anointed as a king, but he goes right back out watching the sheep. Doing what he had been doing prior to that anointing. Now, David knew the beginning. He came to our house. He anointed me to be king. 
He knew that in the end, I'm going to be sitting on the throne. But in the middle, what he did not know was that the current kings will try and kill him. He did not know that he's going to have to face Goliaths. He did not know that there's going to be a whole lot of challenges in life that he doesn't know what to do in the middle of all those. And David made some mistakes. He did some things out of God's will. But he was yet anointed, so he knew the beginning and the end, but he didn't know the middle. There's another young man who had a great dream. And he saw the wheat bowing down. And he got up and he told his brothers and said, one day you will bow before me. They didn't like that. He knew the beginning. This was a dream, a vision that God gave him. He knew it. And he knew at the end, the brothers were going to be bowing down to him. But what he did not know was they was going to put him in a pit and sell him off. They was going to take his coat, tear it up, put blood on it, and tell the father he'd been killed. He did not know that when he got to a foreign land, he was going to be accused of rape. He was going to be put in prison. He didn't know all of that. So in the middle of the I don't know phase of our lives, what do we do? How do we react when we do not know? We've got to go back to what we know. Matthew 25, 21. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. We've got to go back to where we understand what we do know. What do I know? I know that if I'm faithful over a few things, I know that my God has saved me and redeemed me. I've been bought with a price. I am not my own. I know that one day when an angel shouts and a trumpet sounds, I'm going to go to be with heaven. I don't know what's going on right now. But when I don't know, what do I do? I listen to the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. And He knows what God would want us to do in that moment. I know that God will cause all things to turn about for my good. But what I don't know is not all things are going to be good. Not everything in our life is going to be good. Sometimes we're going to feel like we're in the pits. Sometimes we're going to feel like we're being chased down and people everywhere is accusing us and trying to kill us. We feel that way. Sometimes we feel like the whole world is against us and nothing is going right. I mean, all of a sudden we lose a job, then all of a sudden we lose a relationship, then all of a sudden we, we lose our health and all the things in life. The Bible says it just comes crashing in on you. And if this verse wasn't necessary, it wouldn't be in the Bible, but it says, do not grow weary. Hey, listen. Man, you can get weary in a heartbeat. You can get weary serving God. It gets tiresome. Listen, trying to say the right things all the time. It gets tiresome trying to react the same way. I mean, don't you sometimes just want to honk the horn and Yell at somebody and just scream at them. Don't you? Am I the only one? I, I got this big thing on the front of my excursion. And there's been some moments where I just wanted to just, 
hit the gas and rear end the person in front of me. The light's green. Let's go. Wouldn't it be fun? Just a, probably not. You would probably be in front of me like, that's pastor. What is that? It's wearisome living in this world. I mean, we can muster up all of our faith at times. We can put on the brightest smiles and, and, and put on the, the greatest fronts for everybody. But when we're getting behind all of that, it's wearisome. You can grow tired and we're like, Lord, I'm doing everything I know to do and it's not turning out the way I thought it would. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what my next decision should be. I need some help. And when we get to that place of finally realizing that we can't know what to do, then God says, I know what to do. I will speak to you if you will listen to me. I will give you direction if you will hear my voice. Hear me. Listen, God anoints, not man. God wants to take us to the top. I talked about repentance. Repent means to do again. means to get our lives again back to the penthouse of life. That's what it means. Get to the top, not the bottom. Be the head, not the tail. We've got to rule with authority. We're the church. We're, we're gathering together governors, right? People with ruling authority. That's what a church is, according to the Romans. We're getting together all the people of authority and we're saying, when you leave this place, here's how you're to rule your life this week. You're in charge of your life. You're in charge of your thoughts. You're in charge of your words. You're in charge of your deeds. You make them submit to you. I know a lot of people who, who don't know how to rule their own lives. Their lives are being ruled by everything else but them. Their lives are being ruled by everything else but God. <coughs> And they're bouncing all over the place. They have no vision, no purpose, no hope, no direction in life. And they're, they're getting bounced all over the place. And they go, I just don't know what to do because if I do this, and that's going to happen, this is going to happen. They're going to get mad. They're going to get upset. What do I do, Pastor? I know this one thing. That we had, a, we had an evangelist one time come to a church we were on staff at. And I don't know where he got this theology at, but I, I don't agree with it. But he, he, he told us all that when he came there, that he had the anointing, that he was going to transfer his anointing to all of us. Now listen, man does not anoint with the Holy Spirit. God is the only one that anoints with the Holy Spirit. So you don't get my anointing and I don't get yours. I get mine from God. You get yours from God. But we don't transfer. I can't transfer my stuff on you. you. You wouldn't want it. And I don't want yours. What I want is what God has for me. I want my anointing. I want my direction. I want my help. I want to know that where I'm going is where God wants me to go. And what I'm saying is what God wants to Because when you're in the middle of I don't know, you better know one thing. God. And the people who don't, they really don't know. The Bible says they're blind. Colossians 3.23 says this, Whatever you do, 
Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. In other words, David, go back and watch over your sheep. Do it as unto the Lord. One day you'll be king, but right now, be faithful over small things. So whatever you're doing, do it with all your might. Whether it's an electrician, a plumber, a mechanic, working in the oil field, uh, working in an office, working in a business, whatever it is, do it with all your heart. God is your employer, not man. God is the one you answer to every day, not man. Don't pencil whip the worksheet. Don't say I worked eight hours and you work free. No, God is the one. David knew one day I'll be on the, king, on the throne. But in the middle, he did not know that he would be a murderer, an adulterer. He made some mistakes. Because in the middle of his I don't know, he didn't go to God first. Genesis 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay, this is a part of creation where everything is still dark, without shape, without form. And yet, what was already there? The Spirit of God was hovering. When you are at your darkest, deepest point in life, and you don't see any shape of your future, you are not alone. The Spirit of God is already hovering over you. Hovering over you, ready to bring peace out of chaos. This hovering of the Holy Spirit. It was hovering there so that when God spoke, it happened. The hovering of the Spirit was there. And then God spoke, let there be light. And it happened with the power of the Spirit of God. In unity with the Father, creation. And I'm telling you today, we need the, this theology. Whenever we feel like no one else cares. And I don't care who you are. If you haven't been there yet, you will. I've been there many times and I'm a preacher. I've been there where nobody cares. Lord, if anybody would have cared, they would have called. Anybody would have cared, they'd have brought me a piece of fried chicken. If anybody would have cared, boy, the enemy just pounces on me. Tries to take away every hint of any light. Tries to smother you down. You ever felt where it's just real heavy? You can't even really breathe? You can't, you can't pray because when you pray, it feels like nothing's happening? Man, I've been there. Spiritual warfare. And in those moments, beyond my feelings, I had to go to facts. And I had to pray like this. Father, I know you hear me. Father, I know that the Spirit of God right now is hovering over me. I know that at the spoken of your word, 
The enemy can be defeated. I know that whatever is going on in my life, you can rule and reign and bring victory because I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. And then I start praying the word of God. If God is for us, who can be against us? Neither height nor depth nor angels nor principalities. Nothing created above the earth or below the earth can separate me from the love of God. And I begin to pray the word. Why? Because it is the word that brings light. It is the word that brings hope. It is the word that gets the attention of God. And he's hovering over his spirit, over my life. And he says, hey, wait a minute. Right there. I need to bring light. I need to bring peace out of chaos. I need to bring unity out of crisis. Right now, in my name. And I've seen it happen. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere for no reason, my spirit gets lifted. I feel that heaviness leave me. And I know that I know that I know. I may not see it. I may not feel it. But I know when I know that I know that God is able. That God is in control. That God is still in my life. That God is still the one on the throne of my heart. And He will fight my battles for me. I know this. I know this. In the middle of I don't know, you got to know something. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good. To them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I know that. Paul says, I know that God is able. Why? Because he said this, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Paul didn't want to know the Jesus prior. He said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I want that same power living inside of me. In the Old Testament, they were going to fight a battle. And God said, here's the way it's going to be fought. We're going to get all the singers to go out first. He said, I want all the singers to get together. All you guys that are soldiers and shields and all that, stick back here. I want all the praisers and the singers to get, I want you to go first. And they went praising God. They did not know what God was doing ahead of them. All they knew was we've been told we're supposed to go first and to sing. I got to just tell you, probably some of those guys telling their wives, honey, they've gone crazy. They're telling us we got to go first. I just want to let you know I love you. <laughs> probably won't see you tonight, but I got to go sing. That was all they were armed with was praises. But God got there ahead of them. And he confused the enemy. I love that. He confused the enemy so the enemy started killing each other. And so by the time they got there, all they had to do was what? Pick up all the benefits of winning a war that they didn't even have to fight. They didn't know that. When they started praising and marching, they were doing obedience. And I got to tell you, there's times when you don't know, 
God just calls you for obedience. I'm asking you to be obedient. And it probably won't make sense. Well, that's not the way it's ever been done before. Well, that's not the way. I don't, here's what I think, Lord. I think it ought to be done like this. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if God operated the way we told Him sometimes? I could sure fix a lot of things if God would just listen to me. Couldn't you? Because instead of me going through problems, I just say, well, okay. I'm not going to buy a lottery ticket, but I want to win the $440 million, billion, whatever it was. Wouldn't that fix some of my problems? And God would probably go, you can't handle it. You just get you in more trouble. Cause you to go away from me. Well, Lord, if you just miraculously heal my body like you've done others, well, maybe there's a reason for you going through the process. I don't know. I don't know. But when I don't know, God knows. God knows. And we have to call upon Him. What does God's Word say? Praise. Look at Psalm 30, verse 11. You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. Isn't that awesome? Praises. Praises. I'm telling you, it's the key to a kingdom. You want a key to the kingdom of God? It's prayer. Praise. When you don't know what to do, you don't feel like it. That's why I said you need to offer up a sacrifice of praise. On the Sundays when you come in and you don't want to, that's the Sunday you really need to. On the mornings you wake up and you don't want to read the Bible, that's the day you really need to read the Bible. And you really need to pray. And you really need to hear from God. Because God says, when you don't know, I do. I know. And I want to know the one who knows, don't you? I mean, if I could go to you today and say, here's something happening in the future, and I know it's going to happen. And it would benefit you. Wouldn't you want to know? It benefits you. I think I would. I've been asked before, would you ever want to know how you're going to die and win? And I've always said, absolutely not. I don't want to know how and when. Did you know that we are the only ones that God created that know about a future? We're the only ones who actually have a concept of dying. The other animals, they don't, they're just happy every day. We got a little chihuahua, happy every day. Every day. She is happy. She gets up in the morning and jumps out of bed and just wagging herself and just bouncing through the house. Happy, happy, happy. She weighs three pounds. We've had some hawks. Circling in the backyard lately. <laughs> True. So my wife will go outside and look up in the sky real good. See if there's any hawks in the area. And then she'll let her out. Because our little dog has no concept. She's just happy. She's just running out in the backyard. Running, running, running. Laying on the ground. Scratching her back. Laying out in the sunshine belly up. She has no concept that there's a hawk up there. That would love to whoosh down, take you off for lunch. No concept. She doesn't know. But we know. There's a lot of things in our lives we don't know. We got fathers watching out over us. Holy Spirit's hovering over us. Watching out. I've got angels that are ready 
waiting for me to dispatch them in times of trouble. I've got somebody who's going to go ahead of me and fight my battles before I get there most of the time. Have you ever worried about something in the future and you worry and you worry and you worry? By the time you get there, it really didn't happen. I've done that. God took care of it. Why? Because in the middle of my I don't know, God knows. Look at Psalm 18.33. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on heights. How long? Instead of stumbling and fumbling through life, my feet are sure and I'm standing in places that I never thought I could stand before. John 16, 20, very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. I've got nothing but good news today for you, church. Man, I've got nothing but good news. You may be in the middle of I don't know situations, but I'm giving you good news. There's one who's going to take your, your sadness and your sorrow and turn it into joy. He's going to take your mourning and make you dance. He's going to give you sackcloth. No, he's going to give you joy and unspeakable and full of glory. He's going to turn your grief into joy. Psalm 1611, you make me known to the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Wow. Man. He wants to give us a life of abundant joy and peace. In the middle of the I don't knows, we can panic. We can begin to act like we don't have a father watching over us. We can begin to act like that it all rests on us. Is there anybody out there besides me who thinks that you have to fix everything yourself? I do. Played uh, golf a few weeks ago with a man that had a t-shirt on. He said, if Papa can't fix it, no one can. And I thought, that's a good shirt for my father. If my dad can't fix it, nobody can. And today, every one of you, the Holy Spirit is hovering over your life. Waiting for the word to be spoken. Ready to bring forth light into a dark place in your life. Right now, if you're in a place of, I don't know, Pastor, it may be your health, it may be your finances, it may be relationships. Maybe you're here today and you don't even know if you're going to heaven or not. It's been going, I don't know. Is my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life or not? I don't know. I used to ask this question all the time. If you were to die right now, would you go to heaven or hell? Right? Do you know where you're headed? I mean, do you know that you know that you know? Or would you have to say, can I take a few minutes so that I can know? Because I'm not real sure. <coughs> not real sure. I'm here today to give you nothing but good news. When you don't know, you can know someone who knows. Because there's lots of times when I don't know the answer. I will have people come in my office all the time. And they will ask me questions. Pastor, why is this happening? Why, why is this i got to tell you, sometimes my answer is, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't. 
But I know where to go to get the answer. There's nowhere else to go but to the Father. Nowhere else. Nowhere else can I go and find out the answer so that I can know. Would you stand with me this morning? When you're right in the I love this transitions in the Word of God where it says we know then it says, we don't know. But then it says, we know. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.